Just going slow today. Says live for me. There we go. Now we're live. Hey, all right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Growing Ambitious Podcast, episode 204, part two with Chris Trump uh, uh, and the uh, wonderful tour of the farm he's working with. Uh, uh, thanks a lot for joining us, Chris. And you got uh, another awesome person there with you. Yeah, thanks for having us, Steve. Uh, I want to introduce you to Jane Brinkerhoff. Um, and he's doing um, this his farm and, and he's doing awesome things with natural farming. And you want to talk about your project, Jane? I'd love to. So we've, uh, this is my first uh, greenhouse cannabis project. And I worked super closely with Chris Trump. I went to a, a seminar of his about a year ago and fell in love with the natural farming concepts. It really turned me on with uh, the concept of farming. And so I've taken that into sort of a major real estate project. I've got a uh, 50,000 square foot greenhouse project with two companies and, and working in it. And I'm one of those companies with my son and, and Chris helping and, and Wendy Hornberg. Uh, and we're, uh, so we've, we've built uh, a uh, 10,000 square feet of canopy in cedar beds. They're like five feet wide by 40 feet long. And we planted six different cultivars. And in those beds, we, we, we brought in Colorado River Rock and some special sand silt clay mixture and, and compost. And then we inoculated it with uh, Chris's uh, famous IMO4 formula that we made outside the barn here. And it was just alive with uh, beautiful microbes. And we were all kind of wondering if this was, how well it was going to work and how many harvests it was going to take. Uh, and lo and behold, in our first uh, first season, we've had just magnificent growth. It's just beautiful with a lot of people that have come in and looked at it and are really impressed with how beautiful it is. And so I'm, we're real excited. We're about to start blooming our plants. We're in the veg stage right now. Um, we're about to hit the bloom button here. Uh, the last few days, we've been making some more inputs and we've been looking at our soil and we're finding incredible microbial life. In the soil, nematodes, and you, fungi. you, uh, I, I should have called you and had you geek out with me, Steve. It was, it was great looking at their soil. It was very fun, but using the microscope and just, uh, yeah, the amount of life it, it would make your 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 uh, microbe counters drool as they uh, map this place. So now we're just, you know, we're excited. We, you know, the, the bed cycle has been spectacularly beautiful and fun. Um, now it's on to bloom and we're, we're anxious to see what these plants will do under these, this environment and you know what kind of flavors, and quality and, and weight we're gonna get. And that's gonna happen uh, about 60, 70, 80 days from now. So right now we're, uh, we're trellising and we're, we're working our plants and working on, on uh, more inputs, just having a lot of uh, fun. It's, it, it's been a, like a two years, effort more than that really but now we're starting to see the fruit of our labor finally after we made inputs as long as a year ago with chris getting prepared for all this we have a lab that has in some cases two or three years of capacity on some of our our faa and our ohn we probably have a eight you know five year capacity of ohn so we we had a lot of time to do that before we started growing and um here we are uh with our hands in the soil and everything's working right now so we're, we're getting good feedback from the 
plants and the soil. Very cool. Uh, do you want to show us around a little bit and show us some of the cool stuff you guys got going on? Yeah, sure. So here, let me give you a little bit of a bird's eye view first. Climb up, hopefully not fall off. Uh, we just pulled all the males this week. So uh, we got a little bit of gaps, but they're going to fill in quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that that pillar there is how tall how, how we're off the ground yeah so that's a six foot uh post just to give you an idea we're about four feet off the ground and not even three feet off the ground there so yeah let's walk through yeah so cover crop and mulch and they'll be using some of this for cloning a little later so that's just going to grow right in their beds but um yeah happy healthy plants so that's uh trying to give you perspective on the fan leaves here nice nice big uh bigger than my head <laughs> very cool and the trellises started here these guys these are pretty i mean i'm i'm into to plants and just the the structure of these i love i look like they can hold weight reaching for the sun we're creating a hedge across here all this and we may in some cases double this up because we have one cultivar that a super high grower and we're going to add three feet to these four by fours put another level of trellis on four or five of our beds yeah so i'm walking and these pillars are just about just a little over as tall as the top of my head so everything above those are a little taller if we had flipped a little earlier we'd add less trellising work but these are all from seed about uh, 48 days old now um, these guys are super tall, so they're they're giving them a little bend and and gonna train them sideways through here. Um, but yeah, some happy plants. What do you, what are you thinking, Steve? What do you what are your questions? Oh, I, I'd love to know. Uh, are you running into any kind of IPM issues with uh, all the the leaves and, and material down there, or has that uh, been kind of a non-issue or? Uh... You know, has there so, been any uh, any IPM challenges that you have run into with that type of um, that type of growing compared to what people are traditionally used to? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, something showed its head. Um, they're going to be trimming down here real soon, so that'll open up a lot of airflow. Um, it was definitely pretty tight in here. Let's go over that way um, uh, initially, and so they got. Oh, actually, here you go. They got was, some aphids showing up. And the, there is a grow right next door. So um, um, we're thinking we probably came over um, from there. Um, and so we got your lace wings and, and uh, guys to eat um, your, what's that other one? Thrips. Thrips. Um, so we got some beneficials, but really um, we sprayed a, a JWA, so that's the Jadam pesticide kind of tool. It's just a soap, um, 
And we had, I mean, this is probably, we have probably two of the worst plants in the grow. This is probably the second worst. Um, but other than just a few plants now, after spraying the soap, we're seeing almost nothing uh, in the rest of the grow. Everything's kind of knocked back pretty hard. And a lot of these um, that are here are, um, are browned and dead because we just sprayed soap real recently. Um, but then they're gonna they're gonna have uh, several more rounds of soap. We're shipping in uh, so, some someone uh, made us some. Um, uh, it's called JHS Jadam Herbal Solution, um, and it's made out of Jerusalem artichoke. Um, it's really great for aphids. So they're gonna spray uh, several times before they flip the switch to flower and just get this kind of gone. Um, but the soap did great. Um, most everything's gone. Um, but we, as you know, with kind of the life cycle of aphids, they need to do it for a couple weeks here. And so they're gonna they're gonna really be diligent with that. Um, and um, yeah, one well, of the uh, things. What sorry, have you found ahead. is what have you found is the best uh, thing to use for spray application with those types of uh, KNF inputs? I know sometimes some of the KNF inputs aren't always the the, the wateriest of inputs? Um, so yeah, just normal sprayers. If you're diluting it right, it actually is really watery. If you're over concentrating, you're gonna run into other problems um, in growth and, and uh, kind of reaction from the plant. So generally um, don't overdo, the, don't double up on the dilution rates. Um, what you wanna do if you need more nutrients or more of the spray is you want to um, increase the interval. So if you really wanna give them some food, then every three days spray rather than every week or every other week, but don't like quadruple the kind of density of the material because um, you can run into problems. So, so what are some of what are some of the benefits or some of the things you've seen that really take off? Um, you know, I guess maybe on the other end of the spectrum that, that really you're just not seeing at all in the grow or pest management wise and what is stuff that you're seeing maybe is a big advantage? Um, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's zero, zero in the, in the powdery mildew or the kind of germs. Um, the, the plants aren't showing nutrient deficiency you know, they're, they're lush, dark green. So this is the, the next, um, the next cycle of their growth cycle. So this is the time to spray them again. This guy's dead, right? Yeah, those are dead. And there's some, there's some predatory wasps hitting things here. Let's see what you can see. So that, that bulbous looking brown thing is a, is a, um, aphid that's been colonized by a wasp and, uh, filled with eggs and we'll, we'll burst into more wasps. Um, I got stung by one of their, their uh, beneficials actually just yesterday. Like, what was that? I thought it was a spider. The aureus, um, maybe? Aureus hurt pretty bad. Say that again? Aureus hurt pretty good. The pirate bugs? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what species it is, but it got me right on the back of the neck and I felt it. Um, yeah, I mean, just nutrient wise, I mean, I think cost of total nutrients, I mean, there's the startup of the beds and the living soil. And that was, you know, that was some work and some labor and some expertise. 
you know, they had to, I had to make their, I, you know, 20,000 pounds of IMO, which, you know, cost time and money. But as far as um, fertilizer, they've spent very little. Um, and, um, you know, I don't know, you can, you're, you're, you're more the, the uh, plant expert than me, but I don't, I don't think we're, uh, we're struggling here at this oh, point. Those look great. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, um, full of worms and stuff in the soil. One thing I think I would have done, um, more of that is just, you know, me being us not talking as much, we would have sprayed a liquid IMO, uh, earlier in their growth. They just got liquid IMO for the first time this week. And, uh, what that does is give them a lot of, um, uh, leaf surface and, um, stem surface protection because of the density of microbial life living on that surface. And so that's actually going to protect them from bugs um, in a way that, um, you know, a preventative way that um, is hard to beat. Um, so that would have been something I think we would have done. But as far as, as pests, you know, I showed you the kind of the worst of it, but generally we're just, you know, in 90% in of it, we're not seeing a whole lot of bugs um, in, in the negative category there's a ton think, of spiders and Sorry, i think that 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 really is the 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 key to doing with the natural farming is that you don't end up having to deal with 95 percent of the stuff that's out there it's maybe just a handful of things and even when you do it's minor you know what i mean and it kind of goes to the point of how how successful how awesome this type of program works yeah i think so i think i think though we you don't want to take it lightly if you see some bugs you know you got to be really serious this is you know it's it's the time for them to flip into flower and they don't want stuff sticking in their you know in their flowers um so we're not taking it lightly but there are some tools some natural tools that aren't hurting our beneficials that they can use and i think that's that's huge if a farmer has all that on their shelf they, they can make decisions to be really, um, you know, diligent or really proactive with, with spraying or, or IPM kind of solutions. Um, yeah, but um, I just, uh, we're, you know, planted some purslane. I want that as their cover crop so they can have some stir fry and, and whatnot. But I think another beauty of this is they're going to harvest out of this and they're going to plant right back in it. And they're not swapping soil, um, ideally for, you know, seven to 10 years, um, that this is something there, they, you know, as they watch it, they can top dress with like an IMO five, something that's microbial rich plus nutrients, and they can bring in more nutrients and put it into the soil. Um, but as far as, you know, swapping soil or buying a bunch of nutrients, every grow, they're just not dealing with that. And, uh, and this place just, it feels nice to walk through here. You know, the, the cover crop and the-, the um, Looks like a know, forest. Lush, yeah, lush green greenery. It's, I don't know. How do you feel walking through here at this point? I love it. I mean, I, uh, of course we have a lab and other areas. Uh, I love being in here. It's, the air is wonderful. The, the nutrients we spray on here, it's enjoyable to be around it when, when you're spraying. And spray it a little on yourself, yeah, drink a little. Right. I have a picture of James drinking the liquid IMO. But it is, it's, it's just full of life. And I've, I've, I found myself being connected to these plants. And, and when you start cutting the males out, I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's so beautiful. These plants are incredible. 
And um, so I'm going to have to learn to see them go, you know, I guess yeah. like a rancher does. But um, it's a great place to be and to work. That's okay. Yeah. They, can, they can make incredible FPJ. Yeah. <laughs> We're they doing can. that actually later this afternoon with some of our males. I'm trying to talk them into a can of beer. Uh, with the mail so we'll, we'll see how that turns Ooh. out maybe we'll send you a bottle that would be awesome um with the uh males coming out we're not um uprooting anything we're chopping them we're leaving those roots in the ground um, that'll probably be the um the process for the females too at harvest um it'll just get decomposed in there and um and then you you know you plant next to or, or around those again and um yeah, keep keep all that that uh, you know as much organic matter staying in that soil as possible. Over time, it, it'll just uh, it'll be good. Um, you so want to uh, see the lab? One, sure. Uh, one of the other guys here had a question. Yeah, go for it. Okay, uh, uh, he's asking. Yeah. Hey, what kind of stuff are y'all inoculating the soil with and whatnot? Yeah, this is a great question. So IMO4 is your, is your, you know, is, is 90% of the game, 90% of the, the thing where you're doing, because that has, you know, your, you got protozoa, um, you got your, all your, your, your fungal dominance. So you, you make the IMO4 to be highly fungal. Um, uh, you got your bacteria, your yeasts, everything from this local environment that plays nice with the bacteria and yeast in the air. Um, and so, yeah, IMO4 is it, you know, and making it well is the key. And if you don't know how to make it well, come over to Boise and take class or, um, or have some know how to make it well, has experience. James' son, too. All righty. Looks like we're having a little bit of a signal loss with him in uh, whatever room he's in. Out. He's ordering the mugwort for the FPJ. James, James, I want to introduce you to Steve. Good night, Steve, from uh, hey. Canvas this Podcast. How, how are we now, Steve? Um, you might have to your audio's. Oh, there you go. Now your video caught up. All right. You can hear me? Yeah. All right. Let me introduce you to James. Hey there. How's it going, brother? Nice to meet you. You too. <laughs> What's today's episode about? Uh, Chris was just giving a tour, a tour of your, your spot there. Awesome. So how are you feeling? So James has a, a ton of experience in the industry growing in Humboldt and, um, and just being in it for a long time. This was, uh, you know, his heart's passion to see. He, he got turned on in natural farming and, and he's like, we can do this to scale. And so this is a bit of his brainchild and his dad caught the vision and, and they're doing it as a family. So it's just awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's awesome. And Chris was talking about it last night. He was like, this is kind of revolutionary. And we were kind of kind of chuckling and, and just kind of enjoying that. It's, it really is. And it's pretty neat to, to see how we're gathering all these inputs together and brings our family together, too. And it's just really neat. We're mixing them together and we're tasting them. And you can everything that we feed the plants, we can eat ourselves. 
Um, and so it's all natural and it's just, it's a really cool system. And then beyond that, like I've, I've grown every different kind of way, right? I've done uh, vertical trellis octagons, you know, five, five stacks high. And I've, I've done the indoor rock wool hydroponic and, um, and the growth on the natural farming. I mean, it's like, is it every bit as fast as any kind of hydroponic or, or aeroflow or anything like that? It's really amazing. He's got a, people asking him questions too. Uh, can you hear us? Uh, can, you, can you still hear us? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I just said the dogs were barking. You just can't want to be over here. All right, let me show you the uh, just how they do input setup here. So you got tools. This is a, a strainer for for making inputs, and um, you got all this. This is your plant food, you know. So it's all right here. Really easy for them to pour out and mix up. Um, we're making IMO4 for their liquid IMO. So that's going, it's about 100 degrees right now. Native soil from the mountains here in Colorado, plus IMO3. And then you have this beautiful wall, nicely labeled. I can't go real close because um, the service gets a little funky right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is your workspace and it's all edible. I mean, you feel, you feel a little sick, you can, you can pull a OHN out of there and take a shot. So um it just you know it's it feels nice you can keep it you know nice and clean and so this is kind of the ideal if you're going to do large scale my lab in hawaii is kind of like this you know i have things that my employees can just pull off as they need to make sprays i did but we can't go close over there because the service is bad but yeah it's um they're they're doing really great they're they're conscientious you know uh farmers um and uh, I think they're set up with the living soil that's just going to pay them dividends. So uh, what have you learned? What have you learned so far growing cannabis uh, as compared to your work with previous crops there? That's a good question. Um, you know, I've sexed plants in, uh, in other crops and, and that, so I got to... Uh, we sexed me and Wendy sex 1800 plants in a day. That was kind of exciting. So that was that was a little bit of honing skills specific to cannabis. We had six cultivars. So seeing their different uh, parts. That was fun. I love plants. And, um, and then uh, what else? Um, you know, I, I don't I don't think I could put a finger on any one thing that's been learning. But I, I think the um, just on the business side of, of cannabis production, I think the um, the need to turn, you know, um, that I just, I cool and as fun as it is to grow big old plants, I think uh, them moving to, to cloning and that, he asked me what I learned in that and, and just, um, I think that that, that, um, that that process of moving them through and getting your poundage out the door is something that it's it's similar in every industry you know if you if you dance too much with the plants and and just want to like sit there and enjoy the forest um you kind of lose sight on on the reality that this is this is for a, a purpose and you get to keep dancing with the plants if you're if you're turning that poundage and, and making your bottom end work and um, you know, the, the inexpensive kind of nature of natural farming helps with that. But I think um, just reminding every, every industry, 
it, I'm, I'm reminded how important it is to keep your eye kind of narrow on your bottom line and, and that production. But, um, but yeah, I just am reminded once again, you know, you, you, you gotta have that, uh, that balanced focus because it's sustainable if you're making money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, so any, any other uh, questions or, or things you want to see? Uh, the only other, uh, yeah. If there's anything else you want to show oh, us. I can't hear then, you. Um, Did you mute yourself? Oh. Uh, no. Can you hear me now still? No. Oh, yes? I'm sorry, Steve. No, I can't hear you. I'm going to walk back in there just in okay. case I can hear you. If I walk back in there. All right. Let's, I'm going to uh, go back. I think it's probably my service. Hold on a sec. No worries. Oh yeah. I see yourself. You, uh oh, no, Hello? you're not muted. Okay. There we go. Um, is there, are you um, doing any beneficial insect releases at all? <clears throat> are you strictly using? Yeah, but this after, you can hear me, right? Yeah. Um, this afternoon we'll be transplanting um, to fill in some holes where there was a bit of males. And uh, we'll be spraying liquid IMO. So Chris will be back in a second here. Someone in chat asked what, oh, there we go. Chris is Now back. I can hear you. Yep, now we got signal again. But whatever that room is, it must act like a Faraday cage. Yeah, I think so. Sorry about that. Ah, that's all right. I, I can't even do video in either of our flower rooms for that reason, so. <laughs> Not well, live. We can anyway. hang out. We can hang out with the plants and get good service. So, <laughs> um, what other? Uh, someone asked if you're doing any layering or anything like that with your soil. Yeah. So the soil uh, floor is river rock, and then sand, silt, and clay, and then compost and IMO four. Um, and so it did get put in in layers. Um, those layers will mingle uh, with the worms and all the life. Those layers will mingle over the years. Um, but you, you, yeah, you do want kind of that emulation of nature. If I were to design a greenhouse, uh, you know, or design a grow like this, I would get rid of the concrete. We'd have soil in here. We'd cover crop the aisles and uh, still have the raised beds, but we'd grow in a greenhouse with a dirt floor. And eventually you'd be going down, you know, 10 feet easily with a rod, just pushing it into the ground. And, um, I've seen that in Asia, you know, soil floors with orchard in a greenhouse and uh, just beautiful. So um, no, definitely a layer. Um, and I think that's wonderful. That uh, Kingdom Aquaponics on Instagram or Leighton uh, Morrison, he, he um, helped with that, uh, that layering, just kind of that concept of horizons of soil. And uh, that was, that was something that was really educational for me. Just kind of, if you're going to, um, create a kind of closed environment, still emulating nature. Um, uh, that's, it's really cool. Uh, is there any other, um, uh, inputs or maybe some new inputs that you're going to be using there? Or maybe the, uh, um, the new potassium input or anything else that you're using, maybe, uh, that you haven't used before on this kind of scale or anything like that? They'll definitely use the WSK, the potassium. Again, not really new, just my bad for not making a video on it. But um, yeah, it's uh, there, you know, liquid IMO and then um, 
as as the plants have their um, their changes, you know, uh, nitrogen and in, in the when they're calling for nitrogen, calcium when they're sh when they're um, showing that. But really, um, you know, as they learned here, if you double up on your nitrogen, you put double potency, you'll get your plants drunk. It's so available. It's so um, rich of uh, input that you, as small as these amounts seem that we're using in comparison to like a salt grow, um, it's so effective. So no, just really the plant nutritive cycle, the natural farming theory, you know, N and vegetative growth, um, and then back and forth with N and calcium as needed. Um, and then uh, you can bring in small amounts of phosphorus or potassium, um, uh, again, with WCAP and WSK. Um, but right before they flip those switches to 1212, we'll do uh, a definite uh, potassium feed, I mean, phosphorus feed. And that's just gonna help them with kind of that changeover um, nutrient need. That phosphorus is kind of just like pregnant women like that sour food, that phosphorus rich food. Um, plants have that same nutrient need that shows up as they change over from vegetative growth to uh, pregnancy, if you will. Awesome. Well, uh, I don't want to tie up your whole day. Um, uh, I know we have to get running. We have an event we have to go to this evening that's uh, cannabis related, one of the first cannabis events in, uh, in Oklahoma. So that's uh, since the virus. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, that'll be rad man have fun at that that sounds yeah. cool yeah it's a it's a nice uh, uh juxtaposition in place of the uh the events going on up in tulsa today so <laughs> cool um so why don't you tell us uh tell everybody about yourself and uh, how to find you and uh if they want to find out more about the farm there or get product from the farm yeah so they're not they're not they don't have a big uh product place where you can uh you can talk to them yet on that because they're they're getting ready for first harvest, but it's the Brinken Brinkerhoff Family Farm. I think there's a .com, um, and I think it's Brinkerhoff Family Farm at on Instagram uh, with some underscores to space those words. And um, yeah, so I, I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like. I know it'll it'll be spread in Colorado. Um, but um, yeah, me, I'm at naturalfarming.co. Uh, you can, I'll probably have more education opportunities up there soon. Um, but really, if you want to get deep into this, come out to a class. I'm doing one in August uh, in Boise, Idaho. It's a blast. There's a bunch of people in the Ghana industry that have been doing this for years and uh, are doing a really good job of it. Um, Wendy will be there um, and uh, a bunch of other growers in different crops too that are past students they come back to help teach but we get we get into it it's hands-on for 40 hours and, and lecture and it's fun um, but yeah I'm you know I I do this as you know consulting I I really said no to kind of consulting up until November uh, last year I, I stopped doing some uh, nonprofit work I was doing and freed up some time so if if somebody wanted to do this we could do something like this and uh, yeah shoot me an email at chris at naturalfarming.co you can also help people with large outdoor grows as well right if someone had acres and acres and acres that's uh, something else totally well correct totally yeah if i you know i'm not a i'm not a grower but 
if I were, I'd, I'd probably find somebody get some me some equipment and I'd I'd do it corn style. And I know that sounds terrible because it's such a boutique special plant, but man, you with natural farming, you get the soil right. Things are going to grow like this, even if it's 50 acres, you know. And then you have to manage it closely, but that's just eyes, getting eyes on that land. And I don't know. That, you know, I'll stop talking now. That probably doesn't sound good. It's <laughs> like, oh no, somebody's going to do that one day. But uh, you really can. You really can. Uh, if you get the soil right, uh, you're not carting bags of... Well, I know uh, we'll be doing a... We'll be doing natural farming methodology with the five acres here and cover cropping everything in place of the plastic and everything else. But in Oklahoma, you don't have the option. You, you, you can't even put plastic down there. But on top of that, for 5,000 acres, it comes around to around $3,000 for plastic or $1,000 for seed. So it's, it's more economical. Yeah. Steve, All I right. love talking to you, man. All right. Pre appreciate you, brother. Thanks a lot for coming on. And um, check out Chris and check out his classes. His classes are amazing. And uh, we'll catch you guys again next time. Thanks a lot. All right. Have a good Peace. one. Take care. See ya. And you can uh, find me at Potent Ponics on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and uh, your favorite podcast app. Take care.